around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you're here with us, and we just look forward to it every week to talk to you and love on you and minister to you and tell you all the good things that that we feel like will help and just be a blessing to you. And Terry and I are flying low today, aren't we, darling? Well, as usual, as usual. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes, we are. We are on our way to the airport in just a couple, three hours here, maybe. Hit, no. Didn't you know, we just come from the airport? Didn't we just, we were just there yesterday. yesterday. And we've got to go back again today. You know, and we flew in, we flew in yesterday <laughs> after flying, uh, of course, all night, a red eye, flew all night and, uh, uh, from Hawaii, from Honolulu. And uh, then we leave uh, today yes, for we do. our beloved Mexico. And you know, in Hawaii, we were there for. Uh, 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 a number of days we were there on the island of Maui. We ministered uh, several services in Maui. Uh, went from Maui to uh, Kona and ministered for what one, four church, four three churches and in, in a home Bible study or yeah, four churches. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we ministered a number of churches on Kona, uh, and um, and then went to uh, Honolulu and ministered there, of course, as well. Plus, while we were in Honolulu, we. We got to visit with uh, several dear friends from long, long time right, friends, right. decade long friends. Lots of ministry. Uh, oh, lots of ministry. To pastors. And, and then we people. also did a lot of filming there. I mean, we, yes, we, we did. it was not a Hawaii vacation. We literally filmed and from from early to late. I mean, oh, from, my goodness. from Kansas City to Kansas City, several days. And it days. was so hot and, uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, it was hot this year. But anyway, uh, around the island, we did a lot of filming. I've, I've, we've said to you the last several weeks, that uh, we've been offered to be on on television. A major ministry has has offered to put us on television and and, and at no charge, uh, and uh, they wanted uh, some us to do some filming and present them a pilot and so on and so forth. And they wanted it done this summer, um, so that if they like it and it works well and we like it, then uh, we can put it. They can put it in their fall lineup. And I literally said, "Well, we don't have any time to film this summer no, unless right. we do it while we're in Hawaii. We can that's take a right. few days and just really film." And so we did. We had a, we had a professional uh, uh, crew to 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 film and to help us with it. And uh, I believe it's going to look really well, look really good. And uh, and and we're excited about it. We've been praying about this. Should we go on television? Should we do a program and one reason we're praying about it some people say well it's a no-brainer you don't have to pray about it but but I, I've prayed about it for a long time and I've been offered things like this for numbers of times over the years and I've just never done it because I don't Renee I just I never want to get bogged down in the, in the United States right. so I can't do right. missions uh, I'm of a missionary course. missions is what I do is what I've done since I was 18 it's what God told me to do when I was 13 uh, that I do the rest of my life. So missions is my priority, and certainly is God's priority and heaven's priority, and it's the thing Jesus died for. It's the reason Paul had his head cut off. It's the reason Peter was crucified upside down. It's the reason Thomas was martyred in India, and all the other disciples, the apostles, were martyred in various and sundry places, and uh, it's, it's the thing Jesus died for. So missions is the priority. It is the number one task of the church but i i just always you know every year you know how i am you've known me 45 years i uh every year i I take my calendar and i start putting my missions places 
around the world on the calendar, usually every other month. I try six times a year every other month to have to be overseas in a third world nation somewhere. And uh, and then I once I get my missions on the calendar, then I then I start filling in the United States. And so uh, I just always am very careful that I don't get stuck in America right. when I need to be right. around the world. Although I do need to be in America. I, I asked the Lord many years ago, I said, no, I don't even need to preach in America. I just need to go to the world. And the Lord plainly spoke to me and he said, no, you're going to have to be... <coughs> You're going to have to be a voice for missions in the United States. You're going to have to go in churches in the United States and be a voice for missions and preach the truth about missions. And because missions is something people squirrel up really, really fast. The church, right, the church right. really messes up missions. Well, in America is in a desperate place in, in a lot of areas, and especially in persecution of the gospel, even in our own country. And so there needs to be a strengthening of the church. No, absolutely. Like the Apostle Paul absolutely. said, he went around and strengthened the churches. Sure. No, absolutely. And that's what the ministry of an apostle does, is that that you strengthen the already uh, functioning situation. Yeah, you know, situation. most people don't know anything about what an apostle is. straighten out and do the new things, And if too. you ask most Christians, you know, what is an apostle? They'll just simply give a stat answer and say, right. oh, an apostle builds churches. Yeah. And I've always said, no, that's not true. An apostle builds the church. You know, an apostle builds the church, not only builds churches, but builds the church and not only establishes doctrine, which is what the apostle does, but also corrects doctrine, which a lot of people don't like uh, to be corrected, but an apostle will correct doctrine as well. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So we we really had a tight, heavy schedule in, in Hawaii, and we've been offered this television program. We've done some filming. Uh, we're now having it put together to present, and uh, but uh, and it's not going to cost us anything. I mean, absolutely, I think that's wonderful that we're not right. going to be paying uh, anything, uh, outlaying any ministry money for that. <clears throat> uh, yet it is costing us to produce it. And uh, we told the people the last couple of weeks on the podcast that we're looking at a twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar. Uh, initial outlay and, not, and shouldn't be any more after that. I mean, once that's done, it's done. Right. Uh, but there is going to be the startup costs and, 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 and creating the sets and the cameras and the, the, and, the, and the crew, you know, the whole thing of putting it together. Right. And so we're believing God. In fact, you you came up with the thing that you felt in your heart that the Lord had just speak to like six people to give $5,000, you know, right. and, uh, and uh, two have already done that. And uh, so we're excited about that. One person gave a thousand to it. A couple have given five thousand to it. So, so we're on the way to getting this money together. Well, and so we're, right. we're believing God for it. And and if God speaks to any of you listening today, as, as He quickens to you or pricks your heart, then uh, we're certainly appreciative of, of uh, well, you getting so, involved with yeah, us. But yeah. yet, there's no pressure on anybody. We're not, I'm not there's taking always. up an offering. <laughs> but uh, we are we are uh, looking forward to to doing this. But anyway, today we're leaving for Mexico City. And uh, my dear mentor and spiritual father uh, that I've known since I was 18 years old, he's been my spiritual father and mentor since I was 18 years old, Brother Wayne Myers. Wayne turns 97 here in a couple of days, 97 years old, still preaching the gospel, still preaching every Sunday, still leading uh, ministers uh, all across Mexico that he's trained, been in Mexico 71 years and uh, 97 years old. And so we're going down to celebrate with with him and of course I'll be ministering while we're in Mexico they won't let me come down without ministering but uh so we're going to Mexico today and then uh, be home next week and that'll be the first time I guess when we get home next week we will have been gone well over a month that we haven't been home 
in, yeah. in fact, I was looking at our schedule today, our calendar today, and for the rest of the year, we're not going to have but but one day at home, and then three days at home, and then four days. Four days is the longest we have uh, at home that, that we're uh, been scheduled. So as you said, we're flying low. <laughs> well, there's so much <clears throat> happening, you know, in the world, and and uh, everything that is being presented. Uh, I think to the ministry as a whole around the world, we've got to use audio, video, print, <laughs> internet, everything that we possibly can to preach the gospel with. So I know that we all need God to bless us with our health and, and our finances to be able to do the work of the ministry, as the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, that when Jesus completed the work of his sacrifice, Terry, in the earth, of his death, his burial, his resurrection. And then Ephesians 4 says this in such a beautiful way. It says that when he ascended on high, he sat down. Yes. And he gave gifts unto the church that we may that it may edify and build up the church Absolutely. and show them how to do the work of the ministry. Absolutely. So we are all... You know, that was his idea. That's all God's idea. The very next idea God had after the work of the Lord Jesus Christ at Calvary was to establish the church and the earth and leadership of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that they may build up and edify and train the church with them how to do the work of the ministry. Everybody say work out yeah, loud. Yeah, work. <laughs> work, work, work. And it is work, but it's by the wisdom of God. And by the if Jesus did anything, he showed us how to do it by the wisdom of God and by the power of God. Yes, yes. So the wisdom of God is to have the leadership of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers and trainers and leaders, all in their cheerleaders <laughs> saying, you can do it. Go out into the world and do it. And then he gave us the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, he gave us all of the gifts and the power to go do the work of the ministry so that we're all hand in hand representing the Lord Jesus Christ to do all that God has has called us to do in order that the objective may be achieved, and that is to preach the gospel in all the earth. Absolutely. And every soul that can possibly be one, be one by the yes, power and yes. the wisdom of God of the Lord <clears throat> Jesus Christ through the church. But in Ephesians 3, just let me drop this little nugget to him. If you'll go read Ephesians 3 and Ephesians 4 together, you get such a great picture of what Terry and I are doing, what your pastors are doing, what God is trying to get done. He says that in, ver in Ephesians 3 that through the church, through the church. God's big plan, Ephesians 3. God's in Ephesians 3, especially in the Amplified, said God had a plan. He had a purpose. He has yep, a people. Yep, yep, He's trying to do all do it all. He says that he might show um, you know, the many-sided wisdom and faceted wisdom of God through the church. And so we have to focus, as you were saying when you started talking about this, we have to focus on the church. The church has to be strong. Brother Osteen told us all our lives, Terry, that the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest Absolutely. at home. And America is home. And your local church is home. And your heart 
is home. And so God wants all that strength. No, he <laughs> and, does. and we're Absolutely willing does. to help you do it. Hallelujah. And of course, you know, we've got a lot of people listening to our podcast and, and, and love us for around the world. So their, their country is home, yes. but also their local church is home. The local right. church is That's always right. the place right. where God wants to shine the light the brightest. You and I believe in church. Uh, we believe in the office of pastor. In oh, fact, my, we've my. said yes. so many, many yes. times yes. that, that, um, uh, we believe that the, once God sent Jesus, the idea of salvation, sending That's Jesus right. to the That's earth right. and to the That's cross, right. we think that after that, the best idea God ever had was the church. That's because right. it's in the church where things happen. It's in the church where things get done. It's in the church where you come together in corporate prayer, corporate faith, corporate praise and worship. You hear the word of God. You hear uh, a mandate preached and declared, yeah. and then you go out no, and no. do it. You go out and do it. <laughs> and what That's you were saying right. a while ago, though, Renee, was right. you, you mentioned in... in um, uh, that that it's the absolute call of God to get the gospel to the world. That the church has got to preach the gospel around the world. And you know the church used to know that, right. but sadly that has become a second and third and fourth uh, thing on the list instead of the most important thing. But in heaven it's the only thing. No, that's right. In heaven, God sent Jesus to die for sinners. God never sent Jesus to die for a Christian. He sent him to die for sinners so that they would not go to a devil's hell. God sent God sent Jesus. You know, a lot of people don't know why God sent Jesus. You know, they just they they just think that God sent Jesus to uh, to get man uh, out of hell and into heaven. But really, God sent Jesus out of heaven into earth, not to get not to get man out of hell into heaven, but to get God out of heaven into man. And That's so, right. I, and That's so, if right. you get God in the man, Christ in the Christian, Jesus in you, the hope of glory. If you get that accomplished, then man's not going to hell. If you get God in the man, right. hell ceases to be a factor. In other no, words, I'm right. not going to hell. No, that's right. As far as I'm concerned, hell may, might as well not even exist. Now, exactly. don't anybody misunderstand what I said. I didn't say hell doesn't exist. I said right. as far as I'm concerned, my life, hell might as well not exist because I'm not going. No, that's right. And if you get saved, you're not going no, either. That's and right. And so our job is to get people born again, get God <laughs> in the man, God in no, the woman, God, God in the boy, the girl, God, God in people. Then hell ceases to be a factor. That's but the right. church has to get God in the man and then go out into the streets right. the highways and byways and get god in the man we've got to interrupt people that's right and rescue them from a devil's hell well and that's the whole purpose of it <clears throat> as you were saying terry as the whole purpose of the local church is to strengthen the believer and to strengthen them to a point to where their faith is strong in god they trust god oh, they're absolutely. growing continually absolutely. that they feel empowered gifted ready for battle, courageous to go out and, and take this gospel to others. No, amen. amen. You know, to where the church is not weak, it's not powerless. And it's so dangerous for Christians to allow their emotions and to allow their mental faculties to be dwarfed to the point of inactivity or a lack of enthusiasm. No, of we course. cannot allow our soul, like David talked about so much in Psalms, Psalms to languish and not be excited and thrilled and ready for battle. The moment you languish and are in living in fear and dread of the daily routine of your life and the and the things that are around you and you have no no excitement about the things of God and you don't anticipate winning a battle. No, that's right. <laughs> You've lost your edge. No, you have to do and it. that's why you have to be around the people of God, the church of God, the man and woman of God. You need to be around people of like 
precious faith, faith. Right. the household of faith that Paul talked about so much of the time to add that we needed to edify and build up and strengthen so that we can, as Ephesians 3 and 4 says, go out and do the work and the will of God. Well, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet, Renee, and we have got to get the gospel That's to right. them. And the church is not, uh, much as I love the church, the church is not doing that like she used to. The church has lost some uh, some vision, focus. lost some focus, yes. been taught some other things. Right. <laughs> uh, I think it's so interesting that just recently a number of uh, a number of very well known and, and famous uh, praise and worship leaders around the world right. have all of a sudden lost their minds, and 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 they've decided they've tried to tell everybody, hey, all this stuff I sang all these years was not so. Uh, the gospel's not so. Jesus isn't so. The church isn't so. Right. And they're tr- they're not only leaving the faith and leaving the church and leaving God. They're trying to take as many people. They're oh, being evangelists for the devil, trying to take as many people with them as we can. Which is one thing you and I always caution people about. And said, don't let your worship leader become the pastor. Right. Don't let your worship leader set doctrine. Don't let your worship right. leader write little songs that, even though they're cute and they sound Christianese, Christian like Christians, it's not Bible. It's not right. It's not gospel. It's not truth. And they're leading people away. Now there are obviously wonderful, marvelous worship leaders. No, that, and but, those folks are a small number of the of the, the negative Yeah, the side. bad guys are small but in the, number. But you know, we've always said, remember. The only person that ever got kicked out of heaven <laughs> was the praise and worship <laughs> leader. Praise and worship leader. Uh, we need that to guard ourselves. That, 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 that ought to show you something. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's people trying to pull people out of church. Pull, that falling pull away the church. you've talked about. Yeah, the apostasy. Yeah, the apostasy. That's the real sign. Paul tells us, you, you know, people ask me all the time, Brother Terry, when's the Antichrist going to come? Is the Antichrist here? Who is the Antichrist? Where is the Antichrist? And I always say, that's the wrong question uh, to be asking what right. you should be at, what looking for. You shouldn't be looking for the Antichrist. You should be looking for that great falling away, that great apostasy that Paul talks to us about in Thessalonians. And he says, when that great falling away right. happens, when people exactly. start leaving the post, right, exactly. you ought to go back and get get my series on, on leaving the post. Uh, when you leave the post, when no, you fall away so from the post, that's really what the word apostasy means. Apostasy actually means falling away from the post or exactly. leaving the post, moving away from the post. When we leave our post, when we leave the Word of God and we no longer hold on to it as absolute sacrosanct, the truth, the Word of God, our guide, our lead, we are Bible people and we're led by the Bible. When we get away from that, then we then it's called uh, the great falling away or the apostasy, leaving no, the is. post. And so Paul tells us in Thessalonians, when you see that great falling away, then you're going to see the Antichrist. He called him the son of perdition. He said, right. said, then that son of perdition uh, will come. And so Renee, there, there's been such a falling away in the church the last few years. And, and even with these youth leaders doing this thing now, the, the falling away and trying to pull people from the church. Wow. Just a great fall. Because they really were never worship leaders, I don't think. I think they were just entertainers. You know, and, and it's always look at really me, look at like me. That. And, and you know, a worship leader by definition would lead the people in worship. Wouldn't well, be performing, right, wouldn't right. be doing their own thing, wouldn't be just up there, you know, jigging around doing their own thing, but <coughs> actually leading the people Excuse into me. praise and worship. You know, last Sunday I preached, and we're going to have to wrap this up pretty quick, but uh, last Sunday I was preaching about uh, uh, the local church and the impact and the importance of partnership in the local church, how that the people that go to the church are literally partnering with the pastor and that they together have one vision, one purpose, 
one goal to get the gospel to the world. And in, in Numbers chapter uh, 11, Moses was so distraught, so upset. He's leading two million Jews. He had no help. And he literally said to the Lord, Father, if it's going to be this way, Lord, if it's going to be this way, God, if it's this is the way it's going to be, right. then just kill me now. <laughs> just kill me. Please kill me out of hand I if know. this is the way my lot in life's going to be because I cannot lead all these people alone. I'm doing everything myself. I'm the chief cook and bottle washer. I'm the nursery worker. I'm the, I'm the food pantry person. They're, they're begging me for food. They're coming to weeping to me. And he said, I just can't do it. Just kill me now. And the Lord said to him, no, here's the deal. Here's what we're going to do. You get 70 leaders that you know for a factor leaders, not just your brother-in-law and your friend and your, you know, your relative, but, but get men that you know for a fact are leaders and bring them together. And I will put your spirit, Moses, on them. God didn't say, I'll That's put right. my spirit on them. He said, I'll put your spirit, Moses, on them and they'll help you. And you will not have to do this alone. And so I was ministering along those lines in church last Sunday in Hawaii. And uh, and I said, you know, the pastor's not supposed to do this alone, and no, the, and right. God's going to put the pastor's spirit. If you'll if you'll be if you'll do right, God will put the pastor's spirit on you. So then you don't have church splits. You don't have somebody saying, well, here's no, my idea, right. here's my idea, that's here's right. what I think we should do. But the pastor's spirit on them, so they all go forward together. Because the word says, how can two walk together lest they be agreed? The word says, let's speak the same thing in love. A oh, oh. uh, threefold cord is hardly broken. All those tremendous scriptures about being together. One could put a thousand a flight, two can put ten thousand a flight. And so Hallelujah. that's the purpose of that's that's the function of the church to right. fulfill the purpose of the church that everybody's going the same direction that we know that we're supposed to be here as a soul winning uh, organization. We're right. here on heaven's behalf. We're here to get the gospel to the world. We're here to rescue perishing souls. We're here to lift and love and care and share and embrace right. and 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 you know the gospel, the thing Jesus <laughs> yeah, died Jesus. for. And Jesus. so I was telling some miracle stories, and I told stories about how that we actually, God used us to change history in Cuba. They hadn't had Christmas for 45 years. Uh, Fidel Castro uh, forbid it and said they couldn't say Merry Christmas. They couldn't have a Christmas tree, blah, blah, blah. And I went in there in 2004 and took a Christmas tree. And then in 2005, I took another Christmas tree. We had Christmas songs, which they hadn't had in 45 years. Yeah, right, we had right. Christmas trees, Christmas lights. Uh, they asked me, the government of Cuba, atheist, communist government, mm -hmm. asked me, to tell the Christmas story. So I told the story of Jesus. And you know, those two years that we did that, people asked me today, Brother Terry, you still take Christmas trees to Cuba? And I said, no, I don't have to anymore. We changed history. God used us to make history and change a nation and change history because now if you go to Cuba at Christmas time, you'll hear Christmas songs, see Christmas trees, that's Christmas right. lights, uh, the whole nine yards. Right, and, right. and I said, that's because of our partners. I was talking about the partnership. And I said, that's because of our partners helped us to do that. You know, and then in, in Haiti, I went into Haiti. President Aristide was a bad guy. He was in office. And I stood up and said, I decree in the name of Jesus as a man of God, as an apostle, that God's called me to, that Aristide will be out of office and out of this nation. And if that doesn't happen, I'm not a man of God. And, when, and it, absolutely, it absolutely, if you go Google, uh, you're listening to me today, go Google uh, President Aristide. Nobody knows why he left office. He just ran on February the, I, I, I declared that in, in August of 2003, and February the 29th, it was a leap year, February the 29th of 04, he, he fled his office 
and fled the nation, mm. and, and nobody knew why. And mm. I mean, every news media in the world picked it up and carried it and said, President Aristide of Haiti has fled his office and, and his nation, and nobody knows why. Now, if you look it up, sometimes they'll say, well, the United States forced him and this, that, and the other. But the truth of the matter is, is the Holy Ghost forced him, uh, and nobody really Hallelujah. knows the answer. And I said, that's because of our partners. Our partners sent us there uh, and, and, and paid for that. In fact, Stan Moore, who's in heaven today, and uh, Words of Life uh, in Florida, Stan paid for that trip. He said, well, Terry, if you're going to go to Haiti, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for it. And he just said, what's the budget? And I told him, and he paid Thank for it. Thank the Lord. Thank Amen. God. For the, so partners did that. Partners no, did the right. Christmas that's tree. Right. Uh, all the other miracles that I've told and, and how lives were changed. And the Zimbabwe drought, how God used me to break that drought and save the nation. Uh, that was, Our partners helped us do that. You and Dean supported me and partnered with me. That's right. And uh, just partnership is the absolute foundation that God created. That's right. Moses had those partners. Uh, then uh, Jesus had partners, men, right. both men and women. Women were very influential in the ministry of Jesus. That's right. And then uh, uh, Paul had partners. David had partners. I used two, two Old Testament scriptures or examples with Moses and David, who both had partners. And then New Testament with Jesus and Paul, who had partners. Partnership is the thing God created and started and invented so that one could put a thousand in flight and two could put ten thousand. Well, and I, th I believe too that in Ephesians <coughs> chapter 4, the same thing is there. Ephesians chapter 4 is the fact that I can't imagine God sending Jesus into the earth to accomplish a three and a half year ministry become uh, the death, burial, and resurrection sacrificial lamb, yes. send the Holy Ghost yes. to empower the church, yes. then sit down at the right hand of the throne of yes. God and give apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, yes. and teachers for the edifying and the building up of the body of Christ. Right. And that's not all work together. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> to get the work like of to God done. all that and say, forget now we've got a different idea. Now everybody gets to do their own thing. No, it's a cohesive, uh, concerted, focused effort that the church, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish in Absolutely. these last days, Absolutely. that Jesus is, is that we're we're it, we're the cherry on the Sunday. No, that's right. To go to the world and preach the gospel, and I, I want to just remind you of, of two things: Second Timothy chapter four. When we're looking for the when the church is sensitive and we're aware, and we have like those mighty men of valor and. For in First Chronicles 12, have understanding of the times. We need to see that great falling away because in, even in Second Timothy chapter 4 there, Paul said that many shall uh, become cohesive together to foster the error that they hold. It says many of them will do that and they'll have itching ears to go hear sure, something sure. else. And so we have to, we have to police ourselves. And Paul said they'll turn from the truth, which is the word of God. Right. Jesus said, Father, thy word is truth. That's Paul right. said they'll, they'll turn from the truth and they'll go to teachers having itching ears and they'll turn to fables. Fables. In wow. the Amplified Bible, it says here they won't so tolerate sound teaching or wholesome instruction. Right. And, and probably that means correction too. Oh, so, of course. So you and I, along with those of you that are listening and your wonderful pastors and leaders and others around the world, we're trying to do everything we possibly can to remind you that the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you to do great works. No, that's exactly and that the right. mission of the church, we don't want you to lose your quote-unquote go ye. We you want you to see the focus of that. You can't do it by yourself. No, you've got you to partner with somebody. And be a you've part got, of something. You'll be 
in they your do. local church, don't just sit there like a bump on a log, but partner with your pastor and, That's right. and, 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 and say, Pastor, you pastor this thing and we'll back you. We're, Everything. We're, we're part of making yeah. this thing happen. And if and we then don't partner understand with other something, ministries, yeah, partner with those pray, that God shows pray, you to. Pray. You know, we appreciate our partners, love oh, our partners. Goodness. We're always believing God for new we partners. We love you dearly. And we pray for our partners every day. And of course, when I started in the ministry 51 years ago, I was always the youngest person around, the youngest preacher around, and our partners were all older than me. That's right. And now that I'm 69 years old, they're really older than me, and some of them aren't here anymore. They've gone to heaven, and many have retired, and you know, right. so on and so forth. So we're always believing God for new partners. And we're so thankful. I'm telling you, we know that God's going to meet every need every single day, everything that we have need of, the big, the big payout cash things we've got to take no, care absolutely. of. absolutely. Right down uh, you know, to the the buying the next package of pens we've got to have for the office. You Let know? me say this. We're leaving, as I said, for Mexico today, and then we're going to uh, Germany here in a couple of months. We'll be in Germany in a big conference in Germany and another uh, area of ministry there in Germany as well. And then, from, and then we'll be in Romania and uh, wrap up the end of the year and uh, minister to those Romanian pastors that we've, we've ministered to for over 20 years. Right. Uh, and they've now formed their own... Uh, quote, a denomination, they call it right. a union, and uh, based on the word of faith, and said, Brother Terry, we're going to start, we're going to create our own, break away from our old union, and create a new one, and embrace the things that you've taught us for 20 years, in other words, the word of faith. So uh, anyway, we've got to go, but uh, pray for us, and believe God with us. We're really, uh, as Renee said, flying low, and we're at home very little, and so you believe God with us as we go to Mexico, as we go to Germany, as we go to Romania, and as we minister in the States. And, uh, and of course, uh, we're, we're still got a ministry uh, a trip we haven't talked a lot about because we don't want the bad guys to know we're coming. But we are going to a nation. There's so much we're about to do. We are to going do, to a nation that we're praying and believing God just for the protection <laughs> of the people. And they're saying we'll have uh, seventy to 100,000 people in the crowd. Well, uh, and that means we'll have lots of miracles, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, cripples walk. But we need to pray the protection of the people. Amen. And as it, it gets closer for time for us to go, then then we'll uh, let people know when and where. Our steps but, are ordered. Uh, we need of you to pray. Lord. Bathe it in prayer with us. Believe That's God. Right. I like to. I like to win every every trip we take. I like to win it in prayer before I go fight the battle there. Win it here. I want to encourage all of you as you set aside time and you're thinking about the work of the gospel. At home, if you can um, either go buy yourself a globe or get a map and, um, and you know, take on responsibility in prayer uh, more and more. Uh, I know you have your family and all the things you're believing God for and then your local church and the things you're believing God for with them. But then always have, have a map of the world on the wall or somewhere where you can go and lay your hands on where you know That's ministers good, yes. are at. And then I always brought home my pastors. Um, you know, Dean and I were pastoring then, and I would bring home the missionary letters and lay them out on, on my guest bed <laughs> and just lay hands on them and pray over them and believe God for them. And I'd take those letters and, and bring them, had a, a file home, and just lay over them and hold them in my lap and pray over them and believe God for them. And the Lord would lead me how to pray more or less for one or the other. pray over my letters? Yes, I did for years and years and years. And I know that, that God would will show you how to have a heart for the world and take on more prayer 
responsibility. And if you just inch your way out there, there's no telling what God will do. Well, as Terry said, we've got to go. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com. You can find our schedule. You can find products there that are are there just for you. We love you. We want to help you. And uh, give us your prayer requests, testimonies. We're always uh, willing and, and able to pray for you on the road. Our secretary will send us that information. And we thank you for doing it and helping us and working with us so very much. Uh, We bless you today and want to remind you that you are more more than than conquerors. conquerors. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.